When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Wednesday edition of Ball Don't Lie. It's your boy Harbaugh Harge. I'm sitting in, getting ready for my man Rob Babers, who is on the way to Houston. Actually, he should be in Houston, taking the day off, well-deserved. But my man Patrick Davis is still behind the glass, and we got a special guest sitting in with us today. But let's get into what we're going to be talking about. We're going to preview the Texas Longhorns as they host the Baylor Bears. We're going to talk about the college football power rankings, and um, it's not even power rankings anymore. ESPN is hating on TCU as usual. We got a flex. We're going to talk about the high school sports and what's going to be going on with that this weekend. The playoff picture is right upon us. We're also going to talk to the Dripping Springs volleyball coach, Michael Kane in the Harge Knox life. We got a bunch of off the records for you that are going to be pretty interesting. We got to also talk about the fact that Michigan State has been charged with some brawling. I got to get my man across from me his thoughts on that. We're going to talk about the Thanksgiving games, the Dallas Cowboys, as they take on the Giants of New York. But we got a lot to get into. But before we get into all of that, let me talk about my man behind the glass. It is the hardest working man. In the ARN family, as my man Rob Babers always loves to say, we don't know what he's paid, but he's underpaid. It's one Patrick Davis. Pete, how you doing today, brother? I'm doing good, doing good. Getting ready to celebrate the holidays. Going to be exciting. And uh, I'll let everybody know, it is normally midweek movie music. I've called an audible. Oh. We're going to play some local bands that are going to be playing part of a benefit that I'm, I'm part of on Sunday. Okay. I had a movie picked out, but the music is it's go, it's okay. Yeah. It's going to be hard to get. So I said, let's just scrap it and play some other some local music. Okay, so we don't have to we don't have to break down the specs. Text we don't have to hide time. it from the text. We line. don't have to hide no, it anymore. Good. We can go right into yeah. it. But let me talk about the man that's sitting across from me today, sitting in for the lifetime Longhorn Rob Babers is a man that needs no introduction. He's the pride of Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. He's a former wide receiver with the Boston College football team. He's a former running backs coach for the Texas Longhorns, who 
infamously forgot to get Ricky Williams his 1,000 yards. You hear him every day on these airways from 6 to 10. He is one half of the longest-running morning show, B&E. He is one, Bucky Godbolt. Thank you, Michael. What's up, OG? How you doing, sir? Just, you know me, just getting up from a nap <laughs> like the olds do in the mid-afternoon. Take a little nap and then get up and get ready to go, man. I appreciate you having me today. It's always a pleasure being with you and Patrick, and uh, I know Rod is – you know, hanging out with his family and good thing because he's got to get right back up very early on Friday and get it cranking up for the pregame show. That's right. You all do. We all got to get it going. But, Buck, you know, I, I've been wanting to talk to you about this for quite some time. You know, you've been around the game for a very, very long time. You've coached some great running backs going back to your days at Illinois. You played with some great NFL running backs at Boston College, and, of course, with the work that you did at the University of Texas. But I wanted to ask you this. You know, there's been so much talk about B. John Robinson and that running back room, mm-hmm. but more importantly, B. John Robinson. And one of the biggest things that I've been talking about is the shelf life of a running back, especially in today's game. They don't look at them and they don't value them as much as they probably should. And everybody on the Specs text line has always been trying to say, bring them back, bring them back for one more year. B. John Robinson does not need to come back to the University of Texas, does he? Uh, only if only if he feels the need to break a bunch of records, make a bunch of more money, you know. And the college life, you know, you got hard, you know, hard's not life, you know. Just think <laughs> exactly. about this: life on a on a campus like University of Texas in a city like Austin, and you're driving that car and making that kind of money. You know, <laughs> life is good. Life is good when you're a college student. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's all right. Yep. You know, if you ain't got no money and you live in Austin, that's that's not all that good. But if you got money and a Lamborghini and you're cruising and you're a football player in this town, why not? I mean, I mean, Ricky came back. Ricky could have made all kinds. Of, remember, Ricky? Yep. He was folks don't realize, people understand Ricky was making money before he walked in yep. here. Yep, he had money. He had money from the Philadelphia Phillies. He wasn't on a scholarship. Philadelphia Phillies paid for Ricky's scholarship. So university, when you know, people say, well. You know, give him the money, let him pay for the scholarship. Well, Ricky paid for his scholarship, or the Phillies paid for his scholarship. The Phillies so, paid for his scholarship. But he had yeah. money, he had cars, he had all of that. But for Bijan, you know, you know, you, do you want to take another hit? What is it that you want to do? I mean, it's just I, I, football players don't realize that that next step could be your last step. They talk about it. We right. all talk about it. About that next hit could be your last hit. But when you're a kid, you don't think about that. You don't. You just think about playing the game. You right. don't ever think about somebody taking your knee out. You just think about this is the game I grew up playing. You know, it's no big deal. If I sprain an ankle, I bounce back. You don't think about if somebody takes a knee out, I may never be the same again. You just play. Right. But if you if you if you have that kind of attitude, that mentality that you want to come back and be the guy. I mean, he's in the top four or five running backs in the history of the school. In the that guy comes back. School. He's about to rewrite a bunch of records if he came back. Right. And but, he'll still do it in four years because this is truly his junior year. Correct. He st- he could actually stay here for two years, right? Because he would have that, and he would have his COVID year. Sure, but if if but if I'm his dad, he said, "Dad, I want to move on." I'm not. I wouldn't argue with him one second about saying, "Go ahead and to get to your get to your career." Right. You know, you're not coming to school here to be a doctor. You're not. You're not going to be a surgeon. That's not why you came here. You came here to get a nice degree. You made. You're going to make some money at Texas because of NIL. You're going to meet a lot of good people. But your 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 employees are is the NFL. Right. So get to them as quick as you can get it. Get on your second contract. Don't be hanging around. It's not about your first one. It's about that next contract. Right. But if you love your you love your university, 
which just seems like that kind of kid. That's why I'm the one who kept saying, this kid may come back. You know, Ricky, Ricky, wanted, Ricky loved to be around Austin, Texas. He yeah. loved school. <laughs> he, he just, I mean, it took him until he was like 38 to graduate, <laughs> but he did graduate. But he did graduate. But he, never came, right. but he never said he was coming here. When he and I had a talk, he said, I'm coming here to win the Heisman Trophy. And I said, that's cool. He never said, I'm coming to Texas to graduate. He never, that was never a part of it. He did graduate, which is a big deal. Right. And it took him a while to graduate, but he never, and there was not one time that he said, I'm coming to be a graduate of the University of Texas. I'm like, cool. He came and he told me, he said, I'm coming to win the Heisman Trophy. I'm like, well, that's good. Right. Because if you win, we win. We win. That's right. That means you've done something. Yeah, but for Bijan, that's, I mean, that's up to him. That's, if he wants to break records and to be a part of history, I mean, if he knows the history of running backs at Texas, he may decide to do just that. But I ain't going to be mad at him if he decides to go on with his, you know, the right. money that he makes in NIL is nothing compared to what he's going to make outside. You know, Correct. the B. John Mustard and all that stuff, once, once he gets in that smile and that good kid right there, that kid will go make money all over the place in the NFL. You can't tell him not to do that, and you can't be mad at him because he decides to do it. But right. don't be surprised if he did come back. I wouldn't be surprised if he did because he seems like that kind of kid that enjoys this town. He enjoys town. being around here. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, and when that, you, as that, I said, when you got money, if you got money and you're here, that's different. If you ain't got any money, correct? And you're hanging around. Your friends got money, and all your boys around the team got money. You got no money. It's not same hangout. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That is. Uh, it's a different. That is. That is a definite different type of perspective, and I didn't even think about it that way. What I thought about. Is a guy that is a, in the running back position that has an opportunity to go to the NFL will probably more than likely be the first running back off the board, which puts you in that position to start your clock in the NFL. Sure, and you know as well as I do when you start looking at how the the NFL works, it's a two back system now, and he won't have to take that much of a pounding like you would. If if you were if it was back in the older days where there was just one back, and he can do everything, he can be used as a wide receiver. He can use be used as a blocker because his blocking has gotten a lot better. It this certainly year. has. And I know that you pay a lot of attention to that, and I've heard you talk about that. That is a beautiful, beautiful thing for him. So what he's shown is an increased value to a position that has lost value. Well, he's not 180. That guy's 225 pounds. Exactly. He's ain't no little kid. He's exactly. a big old dude. Yeah. And he can stop you. And I mean, he is—he's muscular. He's flex. He's incredibly flexible. We've seen that before. Yep. Where he almost you know he landed on his head that one that one year. Scorpion pose. Yeah, yeah, he was scorpion on that thing. I mean, right he's incredible flexibility. Flexibility. Is it's just a matter of, of what he wants and how much he, I mean, he values his body and all that stuff. And you can talk about the NFL or, I mean, there's just people that like to be a part of history. Yep. And this is, like I said, there, there are two places I always want to be the running back coach. That I, and I, I got my wish by coming to Texas. It was USC. I wanted to be the running back coach at USC or the University of Texas. I just so happened to get to this place. And that, 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 made, it, that made it for me. I mean, and for this kid to be a running back at Texas with an opportunity to break all kinds of record, if he came back, I mean, don't call a kid an idiot. I mean, don't 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 be surprised. But if he decides that the best thing for him, plus he's got a lot of intelligent people around him, right? That are part of his his group. You know, his family, his right. aunt, his you know the nil people that are around him. They're going to do what's best for him. He, they'll do whatever he does is going to be the best for him. But I never kids don't worry about the injury thing. They just they just I mean, I've been playing this play game ball. forever. I just yep. been playing this. You know, basketball players. Right. They don't know when they go down to the park or to the rec. That they got it. There's a possibility of them stepping on somebody's 
on somebody's foot and tearing their or knee apart. Or some dude out there that wants to sure. I'm like I'm a, I'm better than you and wants to go out there and be too physical against you during that time. So I get that. And and that's why I wanted to ask you that because you've been around that position and you've seen a bunch of guys that have gone on to play in the NFL, but this is a unique situation. This is a unique type of player. You obviously have been around Ricky Williams who Everybody knows how he's got a statue. Let's just put it like that. Right. He's got a statue out there. Do you see Bijan Robinson as someone that should warrant a statue at the University of Texas? I know that not they in only this give offense. It. <laughs> I Sorry, figured that's where not in this offense. You're not. I didn't mean to set you up like. Oh, that, that wasn't even going to be a sub. I would have said it anyway. Not in this offense. Not if, not if in, in your one of your most important games you get 29 yards right. and only carry a ball a, a, a number of times. Right. No, this guy is explosive. I mean, this. I mean, he's lightning in a bottle. So you give it to him. I don't care if it's thir- if it's thirty four times. Give it to him thirty six times right. because those next two, you just don't know what's going to happen. Right. He has that ability to pop one deep, as you know. And people have talked about he's on the uh, he's a semifinalist for the Earl Campbell Tyler Rose Award, but he's also a semifinalist for the Dope Walker and the Walter Camp Award. He is sixth in the nation in rushing with uh, 1,401 yards, and he's fifth in all-purpose yards, averaging uh, 155 yards and 155.91 yards per game. He ranks fourth nationally with 18 touchdowns, fifth in rushing touchdowns with 16. He's got 18 uh, total touchdowns, seventh in total points, eighth in rushing yards per game with 127 and scoring at 9.8 yards per game. He has eight 100-yard rushing games in the last nine outings. Yeah, I mean, just, what more can he do? He just uh, he's He's he, got to do more this week. Yeah, he, he's definitely going to have to do more. Or the coach has to do more to make sure he gets more. Right. That's that's what that has to be, but I mean, here's a young guy that's, you know, He's just getting kind of used to what he has on the offensive line. Ricky ran behind some pretty good offensive line. Absolutely, he did. Oh, my goodness. Brockemeyer and guys like Dan Dan Neal. Neal. Yep. And we ran different things to set him up to to make him, to help him have success, and and along with Priest Holmes, because Bijan reminds me an awful lot of of, of the kid I had at at, uh, Boston College named Troy Strafford that played for the Miami Dolphins. He's got that elusiveness, and he's got the kind of the power of Ricky, and he's got that body type uh, like Priest Holmes, too. He's just. He's just an, an all-around guy that and, – and people, you know, somebody will say, well, he can't carry that many times. Yeah, he can. That's a young dude. That dude can carry 36, 37 times right. if need be. And plus, you know, you have to win the football games. And if that's your star, your star has to be a part of that. I don't, I, I don't know in this type of offense what it's about. This type of offense to me looks like it's about the quarterback. Right. You know. Right. And I, know, I think we, we all Sark know is a that. Good, Sark is a good play caller. Lincoln Riley is a great play caller. There's a big difference in to that, me, right? Yeah, there is. There's a big difference in that, right? When you, you see guys wide-ass open with Lincoln Riley, I mean, a wide like right. How did that guy – I mean, how did that guy get wide open? I've been saying that open? for years, Buck. I'm yeah. like, those Oklahoma teams, you sit there and you're like, how is that guy that wide open no, where there's nobody around That's him? that coach making that guy wide right. open. That's not – that's not – that's that's him drawing up on the defense – We've got to throw bombs and hope that the guys that are trying to catch them bombs can actually catch them when they Correct. when they hit their hands. It's 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 a little bit different. This is this is a this is an offense that if you're around here long enough over the next couple of years and this offensive line really gets to to be strong, physical, and real real nasty, you'd love to be a running back in this because you're not those guys. Bijan Robinson and Ricky Williams and 
and guys like Earl Campbell, those guys come around every 20-some years. Yep. You may have the best running back in the nation coming here next year from Florida, but I'll tell you this right now. Look at him on. He's not Bijan. Right. Not, those guys, you got a whole – the kid last week had a nice game for 100 yards. He's not Bijan. Those guys aren't him. Right. Those it, are nice football players that play running back. They're not that guy. Right. You've, you've had, had, you had, you've had that guy for four years. Yep. What have you done with that guy? Right. What, what did the rest of them do? When you have those guys, your program is supposed to – to win championships, you're supposed to at least win a Big 12 championship. When I you agree. have those kind of guys, you're supposed to win championships with those guys. That's not on him. That's on you. Yeah, I mean, when you talk about – we talked about the other day about the top running backs in, in Texas history, and that's an elite list. That's an elite and when you can put list. him up on that list with some other guys like Ricky and Earl, and you'd be like, oh, no, he's up there with them. That's that's not a – Hey man, this is a uh, you know when you're saying a Jamal Charles, back. yeah. When right. you're talking about a guy like Jamal Cedric Charles, Benson, like, oh, Cedric yeah. Benson, and you're like, oh no, no, he may be above those guys. Then yeah, that's not on that's not on that's him. Not he's that on the list. That's right. And that's the other thing too, Buck. I mean, you just brought that up because we're all looking at next year because we assume we all assume that he's going to be gone. We're, let's just say Bijan Robinson is no longer at the University of Texas. If he comes, if he comes back, that's a luxury. You yes. got lucky. You got lucky that he decided. That we talked about it yesterday. Max's best recruiting job was to get Ricky back at the Absolutely. University of Texas. So with that being said, say Bijan is gone. Who is the next back that is going to take that big step? Jonathan Brooks looks great to me, but he's not Bijan, and I, no. I respect that. But the way that he runs at that position, he looks like that he is made to be a running back in this program, which is why he's here. We all talked about Jaden Blue before he got here. So next he year it's going to be about throwing the ball. It's either going to be it's going to be a freshman throwing the ball, or or Quinn Ewers is going to he's going to be forced to mature, or he won't be the quarterback. He needs to mature a lot. I agree he, with he, that. If he matures enough and he and he's got the skill set to do it, they'll be throwing the ball. The running back room will be just somebody that gets eight hundred yards or seven hundred yards. Or that maybe is crazy one to me. I know that, that is that that is crazy, especially with that offensive line that you are developing right now with all those young players that look like they are going to be road graders because they can push and they got that kind of power and you have so much depth at that offensive line. But you're going to try to throw the ball the entire time. You believe? Well, you're going to. One thing you'll have to do is you'll have to go out and get. You'll you got to hope that Jordan Whittington decides that he's going to come back here for another year. And remember. I think the biggest the thing that really hurt this team is Nayor when he went yep, out. Yep, yep. You know, it's but once again for for me with Sark is you know he talked about how he loved Jordan Whittington, but he didn't give him the ball. I mean, when he first got here, I loved Jordan Whittington. He's that guy. Well, Jordan Whittington had been hurt forever, right. so you get him on a year when he's not hurt, and you underutilize and you him. underutilize yep. him. I'm thinking, wait a minute, you love this guy so much. I agree. I mean, in, in spring ball when he, but now that he's fully healthy. You don't utilize him. You talk about how great he is and what a great kid and, and how he catches the ball, but you don't use him. And now you've got one of the best runners, one of the possibly one of the best runners in the history of school, and he's getting 29 yards in a football game. Yeah. I'd be damned if I let that happen. I'd be in my coaches. I'd be the running back coach. I'd be, I'd be in somebody's ear about, <laughs> you know, he only has 29 yards. Right. You know, he only has coaches. He's got 12 carries. Are, are we serious here? So how do, how do, how do you – project the re- how do you project the rest of this week let's just say on Thursday or excuse me on Friday we go out there what is a good round number that you think needs to be used for um, Texas to have success against this running uh, defense 
this rush defense of, of, of Baylor, because Baylor is one of the – we talked about them at the very beginning of the they year. They got some the tr- roughnecks. The trenches was where we thought they were going to win on both sides of the ball. Now, the quarterback position hadn't played as well as everyone thought he was going to be. And I'm, I wonder if Dave Aranda is like, man, should I have kept Terry well, yeah, Bohannon? Coach Aranda is going to press his push his 240-pound running back and his other freshman yes. at Texas line. And, and if, if Texas holds up the way they held up to TCU, that'll be fantastic. But just because that's happening, you still got to press your running game at them too. Right. And and I believe Sark will do that. It's it's not going to be a very nice – it's going to be a run game kind of day because on Friday. Because of the weather anyway, oh, right? Yeah. This is the time that you lean on your running back. And this may be the last time that you have him at this university because uh, would you consider – Dude, if they do that 12 carries, this whole stadium would go in an uproar oh on goodness. Friday. you gotta, you got to yeah. be kidding. I, I don't man, think that's, that's happening I appreciate it. I want it to be windy. On I'm going to be too. everything yeah. that made Sark run the ball <laughs> right. last week. Everything he said that made him want to run the ball. Do that again this week, weather. Let him, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey man, I guess we got him. Guess that. we got to run it. But in the other vein, I'll just say this. You know, I, I'm I was I grew up in football where nine man fronts didn't matter when we ran counter plays at Texas with, with Ricky or Priest or Sean Mitchell or, or any of them that have that have played here. Butch had not you name it. We it didn't matter if you got up in the nine man front. You you didn't care because if one guy made a if one guy missed it was see ya and right. and I'd count on the running back to make a guy unblocked miss but in this day and age if nine man fronts come up or eight man fronts you got to throw the ball you got one on ones yep this is where your genius is supposed to come in and get somebody open or and the open guy has to catch the ball he has to make sure he catches I mean they got the a ball. brand new That's wide right. receiver coach here that was supposed to be all that these, these dudes can't catch right. They're talking about him calling plays. How about getting your guys to do their scholarship job and catch a ball that hits them in the hands? Xavier Worthy has gotten worse than he's gotten better. It does seem like he's kind of fallen off the the trajectory that he was on, especially when you start looking at the fact that he's not receiving the ball well. Well, I know this. He is dynamite in the scoring zone because nobody cuts off the a routes, route and makes a, yeah. makes a corner route or a zigzag like that guy does. But when it comes to out in the open field, the basics, man, and that may be a, that may be a sign of that 160 pounds or 155 that he is. When you start going across the middle, and your hands, your yeah, hands start thinking you. about, you know, you know, the rest of me is only so much. These hands may be big and strong, but I mean, that's and I and I, you know, I've been waiting. For Did him you to, think like that when you were going across the middle? No, back in the day, dude, I wouldn't played. That's the only thing I had because I wasn't fast. If I didn't catch it, that was yeah. my job. That's how I got yeah. a scholarship. I just got a scholarship because I could catch the ball. Right. That was my job. Your job is to catch the ball. Can't you catch the damn ball and fall down? You know, I, you know, I, I, I coach punt returners, and uh, throughout Does my college career, he scare you on punt return? He always scares me because yeah. I think somebody gonna light him up just to get the fifteen <laughs> yards. And sometimes it goes down to his knees. Right. And he picks it and goes. And plus, that's my. I, the last time I took a. A star and put him on a special teams was I put Troy Stratford, who was rookie of the year, great player at Boston College. I put him as my kickoff returner because I did kickoff returns and punt returns. I made him the kicker first game of the year. They lit him up on a kickoff return, and the head coach just turned around and looked over at me, and I'm like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah." Have to make a move. On yeah, him. but we also had I also had a kid named Kelvin Martin that was yep, a wide I receiver. Remember him. He played at, for the Cowboys. Yeah, he did. He was a great wide he was receiver a great with, the with the Cowboys. Yeah. yeah, but he was a punt returner. He was a starter, and he was fantastic. I mean, that's how he got to play with the Cowboys. It was his punt returning abilities yeah. and stuff. So you, your job as the coach 
is, and like you say, that 10 yards, because now even Ricky still messes with me about the 10 yards. He didn't, he didn't even know. But, but I mean, everybody talks but about But everybody it talks about that yeah. 10 yards. If he'd got 10 yards, as he would have had four five uh, 4,000 year, years of rushing. And I said, that's not my job. My right. job is not to worry about his stats. My job is to find ways to win football games. Win game. the ball game. And that's the same for Sark. No matter what, no matter what we talk about, about Bijan or Ricky or anybody else, this football, it's about this football program at Texas. Right. It's not about the individuals at Texas. It's about the football team. And his job as a head coach is to win the games. It's not to give faith to Quentin Ewers about his future. Worry, or about, the, it, worry about his emotional Or state. worry about yeah. how good the young left tackle is and look right. at him pass protect. Do you see how he can pass? His job is to win football games. Right. And you do everything you can to win games. That That's his job. I his agree. job is not to worry about stats. His job is to... People, if that guy won 10 games and they were all ugly, who would say anything? Nobody. Nobody. Not a thing. Nobody. And that's the thing. You know, I heard you and in, in, in E talking about it. You can hear them Monday through Friday, 6 to 10, right here on 104.9. B&E, the longest running morning show around this town. Definitely sports. But I sit there and I think about it all the time about what if. What if. I heard the question asked to you today. And you said the game that got away from you that is stinging to you the most is what? Is that Texas Tech game. And I'm thinking the Oklahoma State game because of the fact that they were up by so many points and it just they just kept throwing, kept throwing, kept throwing instead of lean on the guy in the backfield that we have been talking about this whole first segment. Yeah, and after all of that, Mike, here's the thing. And the thing about that, you then had the opportunity with the number four team in the nation yes. in, in front of you right here with an opportunity to go, still go to the Big 12 championship. Yep. You had them right here on your own turf in front of a monster crowd. Monster. Biggest day ever. Low-scoring game. You had the opportunity. You just needed to pull the trigger one time on something that worked, Coach. That's right. all. That's it. And your job was to win the game. It wasn't to... To not give a kid, I don't care if if you'd have got twelve carries and you'd have won a football game. Nobody, nobody would have said, said anything that. about twelve. Nobody carries. would have said. Anything. I wouldn't even say anything about B. John right. Robinson. He right. only got twelve carries, twenty nine yards. I would I would have never said a word. I said you won the game. Your yep. job is to win football games as the head coach. Win ugly, win smart, but win. No, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. We're going to continue this conversation, especially because of the fact that. There's so much to unroll from this running back position. What's next for the University of Texas? The positions of of need for next year. But I also want to talk to my man, Bucky Gabo, who's sitting in for Rob Babers. We're going to talk about the college football playoff rankings and why is ESPN doing so much to hate on the University of Texas. All that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
We did the switch up. We did the switch up. We normally do the midweek music theme, but we decide move oh, excuse me, midweek movie music theme, but we decided to switch it up today and do a 512 edition of a Wednesday Ball Don't Lie. And my man Patrick Davis always gives us the lowdown on the local artists that will be playing in town. Patrick, who is this and where will they be playing? So this is the fun part. So are this uh the heebie jeebies? Been around since the they 90s. Give me the heebie-jeebies. The heebie-jeebies. <laughs> uh, my man, A.D. Hernandez, has been an awesome part of this scene for a long time. Uh, he had uh, had to have some heart surgery this year, was down and out. He's still kind of recovering from it. So they're throwing a big benefit for A.D. A bunch of good bands are going to be playing throughout the day. It's happening Sunday at the Railhouse in Kyle. Uh, but it's going to be going on all day on Sunday. I'll be out there uh, enjoying it. But this is but A.D. is a great guy. Anytime I threw a show, he'd always be one of the first people to hit me. I'd be like, yeah, man, you need anything from me? Let me know. I'll come up and jam. I'll come up and play. I'll bring my band. We'll do it all. Nice. So we're doing like a big, we're, we're doing a benefit for him on Sunday. Got a little a Tower low. of Power flavor. You, you like yep. that? Oh, look at Bucky giving us some of that Tower of Power. <laughs> That's Oakland, right, California. folks. That's right, folks. Our man Rob Babers is taking an extra day. He'll be back on Friday as we will be on Bevo Boulevard starting at 7 a.m. Myself, E. Hogan, and, of course, Rob Babers will be there with us. So we gave him an extra day. And guess who's sitting in? The man, the Buckster. Bucky Gobbo is sitting in with me. Thank you, Bucky, so much. You for know, it's sitting good talking me. football with you. It's always a pleasure, man. I love it. Really it. I love it. I love it. And I want to continue the conversation. We'll get back on the Bijan and what's next for the University of Texas. But most importantly, they have to take on the Baylor Bears Friday morning, 11 a.m. kickoff. The weather is supposed to be a little rough. I feel like. Whew, seems like these last couple of weeks has been, we think we're going to have good weather, and then all of a sudden it starts freezing us out. But this week we're probably going to have some rain. But last night the college football rankings came out, and the Texas Longhorns came in the rankings at number 23. So they were in the top 25 after their 55-14 to 14, uh, road win at Kansas. It was the first time the, the Longhorns topped Kansas by 41 points, the the program's largest margin of victory on the road since defeating Iowa State in Ames in 2007. But, Buck, the story has always been the top four teams, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody's trying to find their position on where they're going to be. So right now you got Georgia at number one at 11-0, Ohio State 11-0 at number two, Michigan at 11-0 at number three, uh, TCU, the the Horn Frogs are four, 11 and 0 at number four, but everybody's talking about number five, LSU at nine and two, and of course USC representing the Pac-12 at ten and one. Yeah, I thought USC would end up being number five, but I was wrong. They they're trying their best to get two SEC teams Man, in there. Try, they're just trying. They're just load all of them up at front. Sure, so they do. At least two can get in. Well, you know well, that drives me nuts. But but LSU would have to be Georgia in in the championship yeah. game because. Yeah. And Georgia's not going anywhere. If they lose a game, they're still in. Right. The defending champions who are undefeated. I mean, I don't know how many games straight it is, but uh, it's two straight, two straight years of undefeated football. And if they're if they lose in a championship game, they're not going out past four. They're still playing in that championship game. So they'll and LSU will probably, of course, they'll just they're the hot they're hot commodity right now. So they'll move up and they'll say screw it, the Pac-12 and see you later, TCU. All TCU has to do is win. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Right. I don't. I don't think they're. I mean, there's a lot of injustices out there, but I don't think they'll. I don't think they'll put the Scrooges at TCU if they win the Big Twelve championship. If they if they beat Iowa State and go in and win the Big Twelve championship, and are twelve and zero or thirteen, what are they going to do? They're not going to pull them out. You can't. You can't. And that's the thing that drives me 
the craziest because when you start looking at it, we're gonna we're gonna have Michigan playing Ohio State this weekend at the the shoe in Ohio State. Loser, I, that's gone. The loser should be gone. Yeah, because yeah, everybody's be. been talking about, oh, they haven't played anybody. They who is their strength of schedule? And you start looking at it, it's like, why should they be in the conversation? If you look, look at their strength of schedule, it's better than anybody that that, that they've got going on. Was, I I believe now it's it says that ESPN has it that it's better than Georgia's. But. Right. Yeah, I mean, because Michigan doesn't have any strength of schedule. No, so, no. And that's the thing is Michigan's out if Ohio State wins. But right. they're still saying Ohio State, they're going to try and stick them in there even if Michigan beats them because they want Ohio State in it. I, I, I personally would love to have Ohio State in the conversation just because each year you look at them, they're, they've been the most consistent when you start looking at all the teams that are in there. They are always in the conversation. But if they're they fair, it's week by week, isn't it? It should, be, it should be like that, Buck. I agree with you 100%. And that's why you start looking at Notre Dame and, and, and um, USC plays this weekend. If USC beats Notre Dame, who a lot of people were looking at Notre Dame early, including myself, I was wondering if Marcus Freeman was going to be able to handle the job and stick around. He's turned that thing around. He's done well. And then you look at this weekend, they still believe in, in Clemson for some reason. Because Clemson's they're named. Hanging, because they're named. They're yeah, hanging around. But Do I hear conspiracy theorists about TCU being a Christian school? They don't want any part of that. I mean, that always seems to come up. And I'm saying, I hope not. Why would they do that? Why would you? I, you got, right. I mean, Dabo seems like he's pretty Christian. Yeah, he's definitely <laughs> one of the most Christian out yeah. there. He tries to at least tell us that in the way that he acts. But I sit there and I always try to figure out, and I've talked about this forever. If you're going to have a power five, why is it that we only, number one, we only have four teams that are in it? That makes zero sense to me. And then the other part of it is why do you believe that two teams from the SEC deserve to be in it if their record does not warrant it? I'm looking at Alabama right now. They've talked the entire time that TCU hasn't played well and they haven't controlled the games, right? They keep saying, oh, they're not a team that deserves to be in it because they've had to come from behind to win the game. Don't you play to win the game? Yeah, I mean, name re- the re- option? this is about rank, uh, name recognition. If Texas won every game by one point, they would be in it. Oh, they would be, they would it, be the yeah, runaway. They'd yeah, be like, you, that's why Oklahoma got in for so many years. Because yeah, I mean, they were always in the mix. Yeah, I, I just I, I just think Sonny Dykes has done such a great job up there. If they go undefeated, they they I don't see them ever I don't see them pulling them out. Then they do the old switch route when Baylor TCU a couple years ago. You, yes. They don't they don't want to do that. They don't want to be caught up in that madness again. You shouldn't be. They don't want they don't want that kind of thing to happen in college football. And that's the thing that continues to drive me nuts when I look at how this all plays out and what the story is supposed to be. Here it is. We're trying to create this this madness of of the college football playoffs. That is why I'm a firm believer that we need to have a 12 team playoff. There's no doubt about that. I think that that is the way that this should go because these are the arguments that we continue to have. There's no reason for a team that is undefeated from a Power 5 school that is in the mix, they should be in there. They yeah, should, they, and they I think should it's, always be in the and, conversation. And I think it'll play out. I think it'll just play itself out, and TCU is not going to get screwed. And whether – you know, I, I know what people will say. They say, "Well, why does Georgia belong in there if they lose a game like LSU, the championship game?" Well, that group's been sitting at number one for a long, for a very long yeah, time. It's almost two years. They've no, been and, one they, or two. and they've they've embarrassed people that came out. Oh, yeah. I, I like I, I'm fine with Georgia 
staying. Like that's the one team I'm okay with. Of like, look, you you if 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 LSU can beat you, it's clearly that it was just a one day thing, and we'd want to see that match. You go, hey man, put it back together and play it again. Yeah, we think Georgia will kill him the second time. But yeah, I, I think it's great. I'm going to bring up a separate point that I think is crazy about the, the top six teams, that the teams four, five, and six all have first-year head coaches. Yes. Yeah, that's the other part of it, too. So this is uh, this is the most time that you sit and you look at the all the teams that are in the playoffs, or excuse me, in the rankings, and you would, you're right, Patrick. Georgia is a team that has been consistent. They're the reigning national champion. That's why I always thought, Alabama was in the conversation. I always thought Alabama was always in the conversation because at the time they were the reigning champion. They were the reigning champion. But now they are another team that we sit and we watch, and they're, they're the ones that are always having a tough time winning their ball games. Right. And why is no one holding that against them? Well, they're you, not getting in this one. They no. better not. No, no they're, they're not. They're they, not getting in this one. This is, this is the one that they, they're done. No, the one that worries me the most is Ohio State, that people want that name recognition, that if Michigan beats them, and they're just not they'll, – they'll leave out the part that the Big Ten is having a down year. Agreed. And that Wisconsin was supposed to be good. And Iowa, Iowa was going to play on that side good. of the championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah. all these teams were supposed to be good. Nebraska's supposed to be back, all these things, and they're all awful. So I think that that one scares me more that they'll just go, oh, no, Ohio State, though, they, they won big. Like, yeah, they won big against nobody. Right. I, the Big 12's better than the Big Ten this year. Like there's more competitive teams in it for sure, at least. And they can go. They at least TCU had to play a gauntlet every week. Yeah, yeah. they they just want you arguing about some of this stuff. But I, I just would hate to see TCU get screwed out of this deal if they go undefeated. Now, which I don't think is going to happen. No, I mean I'm still we're still all aboard that we're hoping that Kansas wins on Saturday, we win on Friday, and then we can go beat them in the Big Twelve championship. That's the hope. But right, but a couple of things have to happen. We all got to root for the Jayhawks. Yeah, and that's going to be hard because all. Kansas State is going to look at that film and all see. All signs say no all say, way. All signs say let's run it seventy times <laughs> and beat them into the ground. Yeah. And if Texas put fifty five on them, we're going to put eighty five with Deuce Vaughn. Yeah. Because Deuce Vaughn is not coming out of the game for four quarters. Yeah. And that's the that's the beautiful thing about it because we've we've seen it on film and in this conference. This year is probably one of the better conferences as far as from top to bottom. Sure. Except for, you know, West Virginia hadn't been the best lately, but they've been they've been fighting in every single game. And I believe that the Big 12 is a lot better than a lot of these other conferences besides the SEC. So if you're going to try to keep them out, I think that is wrong if they run the table. Don't go up there and have all that fodder where everybody's arguing, TCU, we don't know TCU. Well, that's your fault. Continue to look at TCU. That is the biggest thing for me. TCU wins out, they're in. There should not be any discussion. And I still give Coach Patterson a uh, a lot of thanks for what he did for that TCU program. Those are his dudes. Yeah, those are his dudes. They just needed they just needed a different voice. And they got it and, and they got and, it. and Sonny Dykes has taken over that thing and no matter what the situation has been, they find a way to win the game. Bucky, what did you say at the very beginning, sir? That's win the, win the, the game. game. That's your job. Win the game. Your job is not to be building future NFL players or worried about their skill set, are we, are we going to wear them out before they get to the NFL? Your job is to wear their ass out so you win the games. Right. That's you, your job. That's your job. And that's why you play the game, right? Herm Edwards said it best. You play to win the game. Yes, you do. You and people don't give you a hard time if you win. They may kind of criticize, oh, I wish you would have did this, I wish you would have did that. 
But at the end of the day, they're looking in that left-hand column. That's right. And they want that number to be more than what's in that right-hand column. And that's all it takes. Well, I want to talk a little bit about this college, I mean, high school playoff situation. What better what man to talk to than my man Bucky Gobbo about the flex. And we'll be right back and talk a little bit of flex in high school sports right here on Ball Don't Lie, 104.9 The Horn. Another edition of Ball Don't Lie. It's a 512 edition. My man Patrick called an audible because that's what he can do. That's why he is what he is right here at uh, the horn. He can make those adjustments. He's bringing us the 512 edition of it because he wants you to know where these local artists will be playing and letting you get a sample of what they do. Patrick, who is this and where will they be playing? This is Dave Sherry. He's going to be at that benefit for Eddie Hernandez Sunday out at the Railhouse in Kyle. Got that funk in this thing right here. Oh, he's got he's got a little good guitar player there. I like Dave that. Sherry. I like that. Buck, what you think about that? I that's like right. It. That's right in your wheelhouse. Oh, I love that blues. Right I know there. you do. It sounds good. But let's get right into it. We're going to talk about the flex. Brought to you by Brain Vault and uh, Bucky. This is the week where you start to separate. Right. This oh is, yeah. This is separation week. Uh, heading into Thanksgiving holiday week with 13 Central Texas flex covered teams are still playing. And Friday, Westlake takes on San Benito at 2 p.m. at Alamo Stadium. The game you will be calling, Bucky, on Friday, Lake Travis versus Brennan, and they will be playing at Canyon High School in New Braunfels. Right down the road. 6 p.m., and I'll get your take on that in just a minute, but uh, Dripping Springs will be versus Harlingen at 11 a.m. at the Alamo Dome. Vandegriff versus Harlan at 7.30 at the Alamo Dome. Get a little doubleheader action down there. Georgetown versus College Station, 6 p.m. at Waco ISD Stadium. Liberty Hill versus Alamo Heights, 1.30. Bastrop Memorial Stadium. Lago Vista, Lago Vista will take on Geronimo Navarro, 1.30 at Hutto. Memorial Stadium, Wimberley versus Gerald. I, don't, I, I can just hear our man Jeff Howe going crazy because Gerald's still in the playoffs. Mm. 6 p.m. at Gupton Stadium, Granger versus Fall City, 7 p.m. at Matador Stadium in Seguin, Lano versus Industrial, 7 p.m. at Hero Stadium in San Antonio, and Blanco versus Edna, 6 p.m. Fair Stadium in San Antonio. Buck, you will be on the call with Mark Honing and, of course, sidelines to Mer- Mark, Merrick, excuse me. Myrick. Myrick. Uh, you can call him whatever you do. We do. I, I love call him, We call him all kinds of things. I know y'all do. I've, I've been listening to your broadcast. <laughs> y'all Y'all give each other oh, a, the business for the sure. Business but right. you're looking at Lake Travis and what they were able to do last week as they, it, you know, they had the lead at halftime. By the way, you sounded like y'all were in the bathtub oh, together. Oh, we were. Man, the equipment uh, went bad <laughs> on us. <laughs> but y'all made it work because y'all are professionals. We did, we did that by phone. No way. It was on a phone speaker, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Great I mean, job. Yeah, I mean, things just happen. I mean, it's but it, it it's it's an awful lot of fun. That was a fun game. I said 14 points will not be enough against this Steel team that 
you know, had they dipped, fought back. Boy, they, they fought back sort of like Lake Travis fought back during right. the regular season, but lost the game. Steele fought back and couldn't win. And you know, with the Cavaliers, they're it's been a it's been a, a weird season for them. They're used to winning, you know, having one loss or no losses. Or the Westlake game is the only game they lose during the course of regular season. But this year was a little different. But one thing they are is they're playoff tested. They just have been right. for years and years and years. They're just used to going there and they play those hard, hard games. You know, out of out of uh, district play. You know, going up Correct. to Arlington and playing those games. That in the big beginning. game early. And they and they matter. Those right. are the games that matter. So their kids aren't worried about playoff kind of football. They're not nervous about it. And you know, they've gone through three different quarterbacks. They're wide receivers. And Nico the is wide receiver had to play quarterback at one point. Oh, Sam Sells just been so many different <laughs> yeah. guys, and yeah. you know I told you before we we came back. I had never coached high school. I never coached a down in high school football, and that's a part of of, of something I think I missed out on not yeah. being able to do that. Whether it's good or bad that I missed <laughs> out on it, but I never coached high school football. I went right from right from um, not College, making it in the right. pros to right to being a graduate assistant at Dartmouth, right to the. I was the I think the eighth coach back at my alma mater at Boston College, where I, I was a I was a wide receiver, but I never coached anything but running backs and punt returners right. and kickoff returners. Never coached defensive backs. Never did anything else. You've always been a running back coach and a special. But I played coach. I played as a running back when I came in as a freshman at Boston. That's when freshmen they had freshman teams. Right. The freshmen couldn't play on the varsity team, so we had to play. You know, we had to play a bunch of Ivy Leagues, but I was a running back at that time, so I always wanted to be a running back coach. Never wanted to be a wide receiver coach. Gotcha. Couldn't stand wide receivers. They were the true divas. Because you, you, you was a diva too, right? Yeah, yeah, kind of. <laughs> you know, so I, I never wanted to coach that position. You know, Coach said, would you like to coach some wise? No, Coach. Give me the running backs. Give me, the, give me some of them roughnecks. Right. Some of those guys that you, you had to really develop. And you know, that, that wide receiver stuff was, dude, they, that was divasville right there. Right. There's so, nobody like those guys. So I was at the game. I was at the game the other day, um, the Lake Travis game. And that running back for Steele was something. I, I, the entire time I was watching it, I was thinking to myself, I was like, what is Bucky thinking about this running back from from Steele? I know that he had a couple offers like Utah State mm-hmm. or something like that. What was your impression of him? And then in contrast, going to the other side of the ball, Nico Hamilton. Well, Nico's got another year. Yes. To, yes I mean, Nico's yes. going to be over 200 pounds. Yeah, I'll sure. start with him. He's going to be over a 200-pound back. And he's a full six foot and may end up being six one. He's at he's kind of he's tall compared to some of these running backs Absolutely. in this area. The, the you know the five ten to five nine or the five seven guy right here at Westlake. Right. He's different. He's and he's got a lot of body to hit. He's, some of yep. these guys that are small smaller guys, the five nines and five tens, can get through that and get through sideways in some of these holes without taking a dead on blow. Nico takes a lot of he takes a lot of hits because he's right. he's not an upright. He's runner. trying to deliver the blow. Yeah, he's going to have to learn. He'll learn how to get lower and lower as time, and he's done that a great job of that all during the season. I mean, I look at and, and 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 the same thing for the the, the kid from Silo. He just on and on and on. There are some right. great running backs in this area that will fit offenses all over this country and all over this area. And they, and everybody doesn't have to go to Texas or Notre right. Dame. Right. I mean, there's there's the Sun Belt. There's all kinds of football, you know, throughout the University of Houston that you can get an opportunity to play. Yep. And some of these running backs. I, I mean, I look at Jack Kaiser. It is that time. It's Jack Kaiser time now. Yes. Of the year. It's, you know, third this week of the, the playoffs. money right here. Yeah, because it, the weather gets a little funkier right yep, now. Yep. So you want to be able to run the ball and win your football games in that fourth quarter. You, you don't want to have drives where, okay, you run and you get three yards and you say, okay, I give up. That's it. Now we got to throw for two more downs. No, this is where Jack Kaiser can really, really hurt you at, at Westlake. You give, you give him the ball and he gets three, 
Don't be afraid to give him twice, two more times. That guy, right. it's just ten yards. Yeah, he's gonna bust one too because yeah. he's got he's that explosive and he's, and he's strong. Right. And Nico had a couple runs that I thought he was gonna bust during that game too. And don't underestimate that guy. Speed Nico can go. He's got. Yeah, he's getting to that next level oh, yeah. now. He's, he's, he's getting to that next. He's level. He's maturing right. into that position, and and I know that he's starting to see things a little bit different because I've had conversations with him. And he's looking at the hole a little bit different than what he did. And his before. offensive line has been playing really, been really playing well. Really good. And this offensive is the lines time of the this year, whole area right? have really, you know, drip, drip, offensive line. Vandegrift's offensive yep. line is yep. fantastic. Wimberley's offensive line. Those teams. Wimberley's been good for years. Correct. So it seems like probably the last ten years. It looks like Wimberley, the Texans. They're like, they're like in a playoff every year. Yeah, and they're or going deep. to a state and championship. Yeah. yeah, they've been deep into it. Too, so, so, so if you got those winning programs, and some are still building, I think Vandegrift is one of those teams that is still. Building their program, right? Dripping just got there in a hurry. For, for some odd reason, they got there quickly. They, and, and if you got a quarterback like that, you can get there quickly, right? And that's the that's the difference in the in the whole thing. Oh. By the way, Caden Leon had his birthday yesterday, I believe it was. Oh yeah. So shout out to him, and he's he's matured quickly too. And I've been really impressed with the way that the chaps have been going. But all the teams that continue to push Absolutely. during this time, it's a great time. I never got a chance to get to that point, but uh, to play in, to, on Thanksgiving. I never got a chance to practice on Thanksgiving morning, but that would have been fun for me. It's really and weird. Because you, you get a chance to play. Different parts of the country, more. like, you know, back east. Thanksgiving Day would be playoff games in the morning. And dinner, you'd be eating dinner in the afternoon. And some of it would be a sad dinner. Yeah, some of you be so <laughs> you'd be sad. <laughs> High school kids going home to eat dinner. <laughs> well, don't Sorry about dinner. that. No, Sorry about it. You're gonna have to cash that absolutely. one in right this there. This is this is. I love this. I, I I love this. I like this playoff system. I love the way it goes. I I don't care if it goes to December 17th. That's fine That's with right. me. That's right. That's good and time. That deal, right and, that, and and the great day. And I go. I mean, I've been to the state championship games. Even when Lake Travis didn't go, I just like going up to Arlington to spend the day in Jerry's World and just well, hang out. That's I bring part a pillow of your routine. With me. That's right. Bring a pillow with me and just hang out and watch you all and, the games. You, you and Sheriff Hamilton, they they he used to go up there and just spend the entire day. It's no a matter great day. who was there. And if you love Texas football, that's what it's all about. So make sure you go to flexatx.com, find out more details. You can find out more about what we're going to be doing starting next week. We're going to be announcing our all flex team, the top three, and we'll be moving on from there. And and we've done it and I've been around to every every part of the country and the way they play high school football. Nobody does it. Nobody does it like this. They, they they just don't. I've been to you know Florida playoff games, Pennsylvania, you know Big Thirty Three stuff like that. But nobody does it like they do it in this state. It is truly a family affair. Yeah. Every everybody's involved, which is really cool. Mom and dad and grandma, brothers and sisters. I mean, it's right. it is a big deal here. That's what it's all about, and Absolutely. I can't wait. And I'm I'm from the state of Texas, and I love it. So continue to support these kids. Go to flexatx.com, and we'll be back right in the top of the hour, and we're going to preview Texas versus Baylor, and we're going to talk a little bit about Coach Sark and what we all expect. All that and more right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn.